Welcome to the Rogue Preparedness Podcast. Now, here's your host, founder and CEO of Rogue Preparedness, Morgan. Hello, hello, everyone. My name is Morgan, and thank you so much for listening to the Rogue Preparedness Podcast. I'm sure you got all the information from our great intro. If you guys would like to check out tacticaltorture.com, he has been so gracious to help me with the intro, and I am shouting out his website because he's awesome. His website's awesome. His content's awesome. He also, he also has a book called Pint-Sized Preppers. Great book. I have it. And um, yeah, it has a lot of great... Uh, little DIY projects for kids and heck even adults I love DIY projects I would do those projects for myself but (laughs) I'll do them with my kids but anyway um, okay so once I got all that out of the way today I want to talk about um, what the future might be looking like for us and it's really this is a topic that I think everybody's really thinking about right now because you know, there's some protests going on of people saying, hey, you know, we've had enough reopen businesses. This is insanity. You know, we we cannot be locked inside and indoors anymore. People are, I think, are really coming to the light that this is enough. You know, hospitals are not being overrun like we thought they were going to do. The whole reason that, you know, they're doing these stay-at-home orders and all this stuff is because they don't want hospitals to be overrun, you know, while we're in like the apex of this pandemic, right? And so, but we've never seen anything like this. How come we didn't do this with SARS or MERS or Ebola or literally anything else? How did we not do this with anything else? You know, how come we didn't do this with the flu? Or, you know, how come we haven't done this with stuff? Well, there is, you know, a vaccine for the flu, the cold, the common cold actually kills a lot of people as well. You know, especially if you have underlying conditions and things like that, you know, you are, you could be susceptible to anything. And what do we do on a normal everyday basis? right? What did we ever do without masks or washing our hands 20 million times a day? Or, you know, I mean, I think people need to be washing their hands, right? You know, I think that uh, we really need to continue to take that good habit into the future, right? Um, To stop the spread of any illness, whether it's COVID-19 or whether it's a common cold or, or flu or whatever, we need to stop hacking on products. You know, we need to cover our friggin' mouths. We need to cover our sneezes. We need to just be, you know, decent human beings and, and you know, stop spreading our germs to everybody just because we can't lift our arm like, you know, half a foot to our face. Anyway, <laughs> I've seen people even now not co- not covering their coughs, not covering their, their mouths when they sneeze. It is disgusting. It's just like my three-year-old covers her mouth. You know why? I taught her to do that. My husband and I all harp on her every single time she doesn't cover her mouth. When she starts coughing or when we, after she sneezes, we'll just like, hey, you know, just cover your mouth, you know, with your elbow. We teach her with the elbow and with the hand sometimes, you know, it's just easier some with her sometimes, but we are teaching with the elbow to, you know, bring up with the elbow but she does it. (laughs) Okay. And uh, if a three-year-old can do it, then I'm pretty sure adults can do it as well. 
And so, you know, if you have a really strong immune system, you should be fine. You know, even if you do get sick, you'll fight it off. I mean, I've heard of, you know, people who are even elderly who are getting this and surviving because they may be elderly, but they have a fine immune system. You know, they're, they're fairly healthy, you know, nothing's wrong with them. And then I've heard of people who are younger, who are super young in their twenties and who have passed away from this. And, uh, so, but this can happen with a variety of things. And I think, you know, the reason that they're giving that we are still locked up, (laughs) uh, quarantined, um, is because, you know, they want to uh, slow the curve, which was fine for a short period of time. But people are extending it. States are extending the stay-at-home order till May to June. I've seen a stay-at-home order to June, and I'm pretty sure I've said this multiple times, but that's insanity. Businesses Businesses and our economy are dying, literally. And figuratively, I suppose. <laughs> but, you know, I mean, this is this is seriously, this is crazy. You know, we are crippling our society because people can't wash their hands. Because people cannot cover their mouths, basically. That's really what it comes down to. And, you know, because we cannot trust other people, we have to protect ourselves and protect those with a compromised immune system and that kind of thing. And so it's really unfortunate. And, you know, there, like I was saying, there are protests happening across the country of people who are just sick and tired of this and, you know, seeing that our economy is crumbling. So I just wrote an ebook called uh, Surviving and Preparing Economic Crisis. And I really want you guys to go download it for free. It's on my website at roguepreparedness.com. It's totally free right now. It's 99 cents on Amazon if you'd like to get it to your Kindle. But I also offer instructions on my website about how to send it to your Kindle or send it to your phone or whatever to read it on your phone. Or you can just read it on your website. It's or uh, not on your website, on your uh, computer. It's 23 pages long, but it's packed with information about how we can be prepared for an economic recession or what, whether, you know, you've just lost your job right now and, the res- and our economy is going to be struggling. I truly, truly believe that our economy is going to be struggling at least for the next year or two. And, you know, especially if we don't open our businesses back up soon and we don't open, you know, the, we don't open the United States back up very soon. More often than not, what I've been hearing from actual preppers is that they don't know what's going to happen. They don't know what the future is going to look like. You know, we've never experienced anything like this. You know, we have no idea. Many preppers have just prepped for the short-term blackouts, you know, hurricanes, things like that. They've never prepped for these long-term incidents. They've never prepped for months at a time, you know, to be without, for one, a job and to be without, you know, access to, you know, the outside world, you know, I mean, And, you know, there's this big power struggle right now of our freedom and doing what's best for society. But, you know, it's just this huge power struggle that's going on with the government and citizens and business and our economy. 
I mean, we, everyone is struggling right now. Every single person, even the people who still have jobs, even the people who are still working remotely, we're, we're all still struggling because yes, we may still be working remotely, but life is completely different working remote with your kids at home, with your husband at home, with your wife at home, with whoever at home, right? And also, I mean, you're just at home, you're not doing anything else, right? So even if you are an essential employee, life is still very different for you. And it's still, it still can be a struggle. Although I have seen and heard of a lot of people who are thriving still and who are still doing fantastic. And that's great. I think that we need to be seeing the opportunities that are in front of us. And I I know I've talked about this before. So what is the future going to look like? Well, like I said, I think we're going to be going through a recession. I really want you guys to go download my free ebook to get some ideas about how we can overcome or at least to deal with a recession. You know, our lives are going to be different. You know, I think as preppers specifically, we are going to be changing how we prep. This has been a huge eye opener in many ways that we've prepped, right? Electricity is still around. We still have, you know, modern conveniences such as the grocery store, even though our supply chain is struggling right now, you know, and people are getting sick in factories and things like that, you know, which is creating shortages. But, you know, we still have, you know, gas is still flowing to our cars, you know, we still have Netflix, we still have YouTube, you know, we still have the internet and all that. We still have a lot of these modern conveniences and, and, you know, we still have, basically anything and everything we could ever want and but right now people are really struggling with the fact that they can't just go do whatever they want you know bars are closed hair salons are closed everything's closed so people are really struggling with the with like the overabundance of time and they don't know what to do with themselves well if you know I can only watch so much Netflix all this you know and so what are you going to do to fill your time I I find it a bit interesting that people are having a difficult time with the abundance of time because I feel like there's just so much to learn and do even at home that there should never be like a such a lull in your time in your day you can read you can practice a skill you can watch a YouTube video to grow a foundation you know for uh, future knowledge um, there's a bunch of online classes available right now in fact on my website at roguepreparedness.com I have online classes I'm bringing out more all the time I have one that's coming out this Sunday if you're on my newsletter uh, it's going to be announced there but actually it's announced on my patreon first they get first dibs to it um, and so, yeah, it's, I'm bringing out new classes all the time. And so I really want, you know, you guys to really th- rethink how your life is going to be. And I know a lot of us like preppers and, you know, a lot of introverts and things are people are like, I've, you know, I prepare for this my whole life. Yes, I finally get to stay home. Right. And then there's the extroverts, you know, who are really people, 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 persons and they are really struggling because they really need that interaction really love that interaction but there's ways to contact people such as you know through FaceTime you know you could have little FaceTime parties things like that there's lots of little things that we can do uh, to still see each other you know call each other text each other just say hi to each other you know there's still social media you know we can still 
communicate with each other. So, um, you know, this pandemic is a very different situation. And so, and something somebody brought up was that preppers thought that cash was king, you know, and I've always said that every single preppers always said that cash will be king. This is true in the case of like a blackout. Okay, when credit card machines aren't working, something like that, cash is king. But in this pandemic, people are actually denying cash because the virus can live on the cash for quite a while, actually. So (laughs) cash is not king in this instance, which is a huge shamalama twist, right? Um, And you know, because of the fact that we have everything, you know, still available to us, even with shortages, you know, we are still having to kind of think outside the box of how to stay entertained, how to entertain our kids, how to, um, you know, continue our education, how to do things, you know, how to basically change our entire life. And I think this is the start of adapting our mindset to what the future could be. And I think that the future could be something kind of like this in the sense of the economy is going to be struggling for a really long time, especially if you don't have a job or, you know, it's going to take a while to kickstart the economy in which jobs are plentiful again, that kind of thing. People are hiring. It just really depends on what they're hiring for. And what's really strange is that a lot of a lot of businesses have actually nixed their whole customer service. Like uh, my husband was telling me that during this pandemic, uh, Lifetime Fitness, you know, all the gyms are closed. And there's this one gym called Lifetime Fitness. And they, you know, all their gyms are closed, but they're still charging people. But they also closed down their customer service. So you can't call anybody to cancel. You can't call anybody to complain that you're getting charged. You have to just call your bank and get a charge back on that, right? And they have closed all operations, basically. But they're still charging people. This is crazy. Okay. Anyway, I just, I don't know why I mentioned that. I just thought that that was crazy. But, you know, places like gyms and things or any business really that is closed right now may not bounce back if we don't get things back. But I think that life is going to be different for a very long time, but we can use this to our advantage. We can find opportunities to thrive in a changing environment. Our lives may look very different for a short period of time or a long period of time, whatever, right? Maybe this has shifted your priorities. Maybe you're like, you know what? This has really made me realize that I really want to focus on living, you know, on that land, getting that land, living on that land, you know, getting, you know, animals and just really living the self-sufficiently, self-sufficiency life that I've always wanted to live. We actually met some people um, from New York that uh, they, they, they got out of New York right before it was announced a pandemic, like their kids came home and said, oh, the schools are going to close. And they were smart. They immediately got out of New York. They said, nope, we're gone. They just got in a car, left. They left everything, Um, literally everything. And they came down here and they're going to start a, uh, they're going to start a horse ranch. They're going to, you know, rent out uh, rooms. They're going to start a ranch so that when things get back to normal, whatever that normal is, people are still going to travel 
tourism is going to get back to normal. You know why? Because people are dying to get out of their house. People, houses, people are dying to get out. They're dying to go back to their concerts. They're dying to go back to tourism. They're dying for this stuff. They're dying to go back to the bars, to go eat out at a restaurant instead of ordering out, right? They are 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 begging for this, you know, they're begging for life to get back to normal. That's what I really think is is what we're seeing in the future for for everybody else. And what I hope, gosh, I really hope that people do return to the normal, to their normalcy, whatever that is. But I hope that they continue to be prepared. I hope that they have taken this lesson and realized that anything can knock them on their butt and that they continue to get prepared. You know, there are a lot of new preppers, quote unquote, and I quote that because there's a lot of people who want to be prepared for this pandemic, but that doesn't mean that they want to be prepared for future stuff. And uh, I think that that's really what we need to keep in mind is the fact that even if this, you know, when this pandemic is done, you know, even when we get a second wave, which we will, China's already seen a second wave, um, that we continue to be prepared, that we continue to be prepared for something like this or something even worse, or even just, you know, your natural disasters and emergencies that happen all the time. You know, the hurricane, hurricane season's right around the corner. Tornadoes have been hitting people hard these past few weeks. I've seen just hor- uh, tornado devastation lately. And you know, there's still flooding. There's still all these natural disasters that we still have to be prepared for. So my big hope is that the future of people is that this has woken them up to at least have prepping part of their lifestyle. Maybe they don't have to be a hardcore prepper to make it, you know, their life, you know, but I've always been of the belief that prepping is part of your life. It's not, it's not the fact that, you know, prepping is life, which it is, you know, but it's part of your life. It's the fact that when you go to the grocery store, you're buying a couple extra, you know, cans of food. It's when you're, um, you know, before you leave the house, you're making sure that you're prepared in case anything were to happen, you know, on the road in case, you know, there's road construction and you're sitting there for hours and you get hungry, you need a snack, right? I mean, that's just little basic preparedness. It's just these little forethoughts of preparedness. One thing that I really do hope that people are learning from this is a little better self-sufficiency. I hope that they're learning um, you know, to grow those gardens, to um, learn those new things, to reuse things, to figure out, you know, how how to do less waste, to to just be, you know, different, to just act differently, to cook, to bake, you know, to do these things for themselves. And I hope that maybe, you know, they're getting into this sort of routine that, well, sure, you know, once everything opens up, I mean, yeah, we honestly, we, we would like to go sit down at a restaurant. I'm not going to lie. You know, we don't eat out a lot, but sometimes, you know, we like to go sit down at a restaurant and just enjoy, you know, the morning, you know, nice breakfast, you know, whatever. Um, but we, we also cook a lot. You know, we cook most of our meals, you know, 99% of our meals. And then, you know, we'll, we will, you know, go out every once in a while. But I think I really hope that this has shown people that they're capable of more than what they thought they were. 
you know, I hope that this is showing people that it's not just about, you know, taking advantage of the modern conveniences. It's about being prepared for when those modern conveniences are no longer there. I think it's great that we're all taking advantage of our modern conveniences, electricity, the internet, our phones, you know, technology in general, the grocery stores, you know, but these things are not guaranteed. None of this is guaranteed to us. The roof over our head is not guaranteed to us. You know, natural disaster can come and wipe that away. And people have experienced that. Nothing is guaranteed. And so I think that's the biggest lesson that I really hope people take out of this. While this pandemic is very different than a lot of the scenarios that we've come up with, especially the blackout scenarios, which we are just obsessed with as preppers, right? Because that's the ultimate scenario. You have no electricity. You have no way to, you know, power anything. You have no way to do anything. But okay, let's say that is that scenario. What sort of skills or, or you know, um, abilities do you have to get that energy back? to get that alternative energy through solar or wind or whatever it is, right? And I think that's really important for us to think of alternatives, to think of ways outside of what we're currently living with. It is fantastic that we take advantage of the modern conveniences, but at the same time, we need to make sure that we're thinking of ways to sustain our lifestyle even when things go to heck, right? So we're, we're trying to either sustain our current lifestyle or to just sustain just a livable lifestyle for you, your family, you know, your community, whoever. You know what I really hope comes out of this? More urban gardening. I would just love to see just the urban landscape covered in vegetables and fruits and, you know, fruit trees and all these things. I, that would be just amazing. I would love to see, you know, instead of people growing grass, growing vegetables. And I know there's been stories in the past of like where, where they've, the city has shut down gardening in the front yard, which is so crazy to me. It's like the government controlling whether you can or cannot collect rainwater. It's like, whoa, you know, preppers always come to me whenever I talk about rainwater. Well, just make sure, you know, rainwater is not illegal where you are. I'm like, even if it was, I'm sorry, but rainwater falls from the sky. You cannot, you cannot tell me that I can't collect water that literally falls from the sky. You can't control the rain. You can't make rain, collecting rainwater illegal. That's, that's absurd. It is absurd. It's as absurd as telling people that seeds are not essential that you can't buy gardening supplies or seeds because that's not essential. They're basically telling you that being self-sufficient is not essential. That's crazy. That is how powerful our government is wanting to become, clearly. Otherwise, they wouldn't say, you know, oh, you can't buy shampoo. Oh, you can't buy deodorant. Oh, you can't buy seeds because that's not essential. Just go buy food and water and get out of here. Crazy. That's crazy. And that's actually happening in Vermont. And actually, I think I saw another store somewhere else adopting that as well. You don't think it can happen to you until it does. And I'm not going to be that person that sits there and says, this is never going to happen to me. 
And then it does, you know, I'm totally unprepared for it. And then it does happen. And I'm not prepared. And I don't want to be that person. I don't want to be that person that is caught off guard from me or my family, especially because I have people that I have to take care of. So I'm constantly thinking about the future. And I think that you guys need to be too. We all need to be thinking about the future and how our lifestyles could potentially change, you know, um, on a live stream that I did recently, uh, somebody had mentioned, you know, oh, there's going to be a lot more van lifers. You know what? I have seen more people turn to the full-time RV life just in the past few months than I ever have. I mean, this is a huge trend that's going because it's easy, it's affordable, and it's, it's livable. I mean, we've been living in a full-time RV now for six months and we love it. Love it. You know, we have no debt. We, we have some bills, but we have no debt. And, you know, we're just, we're, we live, we live so cheap. We live free. You know, we are able to just pack up and go whenever the heck we please. It's wonderful. You know, the, the van life or full-time RV life, you know, it's one thing that it is a struggle, especially if you're going to be going off grid, boondocking, it can definitely be a struggle. You know, we've, we've definitely been struggling a lot lately, but it's been teaching us a lot. It's been teaching us how to, you know, fix problems. And I think that's also something that we really need to understand with the future. How are we going to fix problems as they arise? And we all have problems right? We all have problems that we deal with every single day. But with this pandemic, I really hope that people are taking the opportunity to really learn what it means to fix problems, to find solutions, to find the opportunities, to think outside the box, to reuse things, to, to do things for ourselves, to be more self-sufficient, to just, to just try to Use the modern conveniences while they're there, but when they're not there, it doesn't affect us because we were prepared for this. We were prepared for the fact that, you know, everything is shut down, everything's canceled, and, you know, we can't do anything, can't get anything, whatever, right? Even online, it's hard to find, you know, hard to buy certain things online, but there are a lot of things still available to us online. So I definitely encourage you to take advantage of buying certain food products and things online. You can definitely find, you know, a lot of good stuff online, not just Amazon, you know, uh, but lots of different places online. Um, join people's newsletters, you know, and get the, in, get notified when certain things are back in stock, like Mountain House has been sending emails whenever certain meals are back in stock. But those places are really, really backlogged. But, um, you know, and that's another thing, you know, when this whole ban pandemic started, you know, every everybody was panic buying. And, you know, I just really hope that the panic buying and the shortages due to panic buying are teaching people to be prepared with the food and water that they need, the toilet paper that they need, you know, all these sorts of things or alternatives to toilet paper. This is the future that could extend to people, especially if you you are not going to have a lot of money in the future because you're struggling with your job or you don't have a job, you're furloughed, whatever the case may be. You know, businesses are cutting paychecks. They are letting people go. They're not hiring as much if they are hiring. So it's just a, it's a variety of things that are going on right now. And 
I want you to take out a pen and notepad and write down every little struggle, every little lesson learned, things that are still available to us, but things that are not available to us, things that are out of stock um, online or in person or whatever, you know, in the grocery store, whatever, things that are difficult to find, things that are difficult to do. I also want you to look at the opportunities. Okay, where are the opportunities? What was the shift that we saw? So while in-room dining was closed, you know what was popping still? Uh, it was takeout. Takeout is popping. You know what else is popping? Uh, grocery delivery. P- I, I know someone who is making like several hundred dollars a day delivering groceries, going to pick up the groceries and delivering it to people's houses. Several hundred dollars a day. Okay. And those are the shifts that we're seeing. You know, so you have to look at the opportunities available to us at this particular time. What are the shifts? What are people wanting? What are people needing? And and I talk about all this in my ebook, my brand new ebook, um, Surviving and Preparing Economic Crisis, which again is available on my website at roguepreparedness.com. And uh, I want you to go download it for free. Just go to the shop link and get that. But really, you know, guys, I want you to really really be learning from this and think about the future. One thing that I think we really have to understand is that our life could be very different. We may have to sell our home to downsize. We may have to be minimalist. We may have to live a completely different lifestyle for a short period of time or a long period of time, right? We just, we need to understand that life could be different But we always need to see the positives and the opportunities within those changes. Yes, life could be very, very, very different for a long time. And we could be struggling. It could be really hard times. But we need to find the positives. We need to figure out how to make it work. If you really want to know how to make it work, I I would highly suggest researching how people lived during the Great Depression, how people lived in the recession of 2008, and uh, how just people have lived during recessions and depressions, because we've had them. So do your research, look at the history of recessions and depressions from all around the world, because it's not just the United States, but all around the all around the world countries that have gone through recessions and depressions. So usually we recover, but again, it's going to take some time. Life is going to be different. We have to come to terms with that. How different is it going to be? It kind of depends on how prepared we were or are getting right now. And it depends on when this is all going to end, when the stay-at-home orders are going to end. Truly, it really does because if this continues through June, like people are expecting, I think we're really, really going to have a very hard time recovering, a very long time recovering from this, especially if businesses are closed that long. You know, people are still running certain businesses, you know, grocery stores are thriving right now, right? Um, You know, the supply chains, farmers, things like that, truck drivers, they're still active at work. Lots of people are still active at work. But, um, 
you know, that, that could very well change at any time. And we just, we just want to be prepared financially. We want to be prepared, you know, food and water and just our basic supplies, um, you know, our hygiene. Do we just want to be prepared with these very basic items and, uh, and our mindset, adapting our mindset to change is going to help you open your mind to new opportunities. Even if it's something you may not want to do, but something you have to do for a short period of time, you know, sometimes we have to make sacrifices for the short term in order to get ahead in the long term. And as long as we can wrap our heads around that, we'll be okay. In the end, just do the best you can. And remember to conquer tomorrow by preparing today. Thank you all so much for listening. I hope that this wasn't just big one big rant and that it did help you kind of understand that there are changes coming and we just need to be prepared. And, you know, not just for the financial difficulties, but also just for regular mother nature of hurricanes, tornadoes, floods, whatever happens in your local area, right? Extreme heat is coming. Summer's coming. In a lot of areas, very extreme heat. Uh, and so we just, we really need to be prepared for it all. Okay. Lightning storms, everything. And, uh, check out my website at roguepreparedness.com. If you do like my content, do consider supporting me on patreon.com with exclusive daily content on there every single day. Thank you all so much for listening. I really do appreciate you. I hope you're staying safe, staying well, and staying prepared. Conquer tomorrow by preparing today. Talk to y'all later. Bye-bye. Thank you for listening to the Rogue Preparedness Podcast. Ask questions, never stop learning, and stay prepared. Conquer tomorrow by preparing today. See you next week.